Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, everybody. It's another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily here. Pretty in pink, Steph Chase is here. How are you (laughs) doing, Steph? I'm good, thank you. I'm really enjoying this summer weather here in London. It's been really, really nice. I've been mostly living outside and it's been good. It's been good. Yes, (laughs) mostly Uh, living. I would literally sleep outside if that wasn't frowned upon. (laughs) I mean, or just unsafe in London, to be fair. It Um, is unsafe, yeah. You're right. I've, I've seen on your Instagram, you've been enjoying life. Uh, Steph's handle, of course, top right, is the same for Twitter and Instagram, I believe. Yeah. She's been enjoying the sunshine. I mean, you're, you're like more Irish than me. How do I struggle in the weather so much? How does this happen? I have no uh, problems with sun whatsoever. I don't burn at all. I don't think I've ever had sunburn in my life, whether it be like in... What? In LA or Florida, never experienced it. I can sit all day and be absolutely fine. So I guess I'm really lucky. Maybe that's why I love um, the sun so much. I can sit there and it's <laughs> totally fine. I, I see other people burn and go red and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Doesn't happen I, to me. <laughs> I, I, I legit put on like my kid's sun cream. It's like 50. And I'm like, please protect me. Please. Oh my gosh, that's that's unfortunate but yeah i think if you uh follow me for on instagram for the next couple of months it will be mostly outdoor sun pics if the weather holds up because that is my favorite thing <laughs> indeed it is uh guys thank you for joining us again for this uh thursday edition of wrestling daily but unfortunately of course we don't have dynamite yet again it's so, so sad it's it's going to be me and Steph just talking about stuff, and uh, we'll probably open up a Q&A again later on in the show. If you would like to get an ultra chat in, though, to dictate things a little bit, to tell us what we should talk about, or indeed give us a hot take, do send mm. it to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. I thoroughly enjoyed having the big LG, big dick daddy dangler himself, Luke Gallows, <laughs> on the show last night. Um, you know, it seemed like what the guys... A man. 
What He's a man. What an earring collection. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I think um, for those of you who are in the chat now that were at the show yesterday, it seemed like a renowned success. It seemed everyone enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, the, the guy is just so organically funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. a good time was had by all. You know what it is, though, Steph? Louis's been with me and a guest. SB3's been with me and a guest. When are we going to have our own guest? We would need someone that's suitably good for Steph Chase to be on with a guest. Like, oh, at the top, get me Brock Lesnar and I'll do it. Oh, yeah, God. Imagine though, me, you and Brock, we talk farming as number one topic. Harvesting, sure. Get him on and say, hey, man, don't want to ask you any wrestling questions. That's all been covered. This is now a farmer's show. And just please tell us all the secrets of farming and beard growth. Yeah, I need. Yeah, <laughs> yes, please bring back the beard. <laughs> then tell, then tell me about yeah, tell me about your shrubbery yeah. and crops. I need to know, Brock. And then uh, we yeah, like don't, sneak in, sneak in a civil question at the end. All good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steph, uh, your pink jacket is getting uh, a lot of love. And let me tell you, I see the matching headphones and everything. My word. The summer brings out of me. What can I say? Farming daily indeed. Cyclone knows after I got their name wrong yesterday. Uh, So you have to remember, guys, get your Ultra Chat in if you want to take us in any particular direction. We do have some stuff to talk about, though, as you know by the title. Uh, Mark Henry, I believe, has been saying things to Renee Young. Paquette, I always do that. Um, and of course, Triple H had his conference call today. And let me tell you, um, Steph, were you not on it? Were you on it? Um, I had got like half of it and then I had to leave, but he was a bit, mm, he but, was feistier today, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was, there's some quotes coming out of that. Uh, the, the man is frustrated, <laughs> I think. Yeah. He um he he was in some questions he was like just waiting for like the whole the whole um, well watch it or don't like it wasn't even really relevant to the question but it was just like okay um, he obviously such had been a terrible thing to say like I know he'd obviously been like eager to say it do you know what I mean like it was just uh, yeah and to be fair Dave Meltzer nearly spoke for as long as bloody Triple H did his question went on forever I was like oh Dave my Uncle Dave has that problem. Oh, I, I, I was, when he finished, I was like, I don't know what the question is. <laughs> he was, he, he had just spoken about releases, and that was it. He didn't actually arrive at a question, and Triple H was like, "Yeah." Um, and then, did you like? Did you see Dave's reaction as well to Triple H's answer? He was like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> it was so good. This is why Dave, this is why he's Uncle Dave. Like, he, he's a character. He's a character in our wrestling world that we need to have always. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I, I actually felt like Triple H got off quite lightly in, like, the sense that no one really pressed him on, like, Velveteen Dream or anything, or anything like that. Like, or Drake Wurtz, you know. Uh, yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? Nobody, think- you know, he could, he, he could have had it a lot worse. Yeah, I think people um, kind of get by now that you're not going to get anything out of that. Um, as much as it should be asked, it's never going to be answered. Um, mm. So, yeah, 
I mean, I think for for him, he was just going in there expecting a lot of questions about bad stuff that's happened to people from NXT. So he's just, I don't know. I felt, I felt like he didn't want to do it, but he had to do it. And he was just like, why the heck am I being put out here doing this when I don't get to do anything else anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, um, I, I, I thought like it's, you're right. I've tried to explain this to a friend the other day that you only get one question, right? Mm-hmm. And Triple yeah. H is like remark, remarkably skilled at doing this sort of thing. Like he is really, really good in yeah. giving you an answer, but it's like evasive and he takes you around the houses. Yeah. Um, he, he's really, really good. So like, I remember when he was first asked about the Velveteen Dream stuff, this is when it first happened. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he gave that first answer, didn't he? Where he was like, "We looked into it, whatever." And then there were two or three follow-ups, but they got yeah. the same answer in a roundabout way. Yeah. It was still like, "We looked into it, whatever." And he just got more yeah. and more irritated with every question. And um, yeah. and that's the thing. Like a- as a journalist, um, what, what are you trying to do in this call? Are you trying to like just just to be seen to be doing the right thing, or are you trying to actually get the best answers you can get? It's a, I understand where people come from sometimes on Twitter where they're like, you should ask him this, you should ask him that. Yeah, but like, yeah. It, there's, there's difficult, it's, the setting makes it pretty difficult, right? And and yeah. and at this point, it's a recurring cast of people that ask the questions. We all know what yeah. he's like. So it's, you have to find yeah. a way to, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Like, unless, sometimes... unless you had like a proper sit down with Triple H, that would be the time. Well, he I think. still like, wouldn't answer it, but I sometimes yeah, he'd, feel he'd like find a way. it should um, it should have been phrased as once all the stuff about Velveteen are there. I love Penelope Pitstop. That's a Thank shout. You. Thank you. That's a shout. Yeah, definitely. Um, I sometimes think like once all the stuff came out about the Velveteen Dream, maybe like, well, maybe I should have done it myself, phrased the question as without going into any of the background, just what value do you see in the Velveteen Dream? Because they kept him for so long, it'd be interesting to see how he would answer that question about a man that had so many allegations against him that was still employed. Yeah, for me, I didn't get a question today. My line dropped out twice, and when that happens, it's like the kiss of death. Right? So frustrating, yeah. Because because then you have to get back in the queue. Like obviously, people who haven't been on these calls don't understand this, but you have to like dial in. Then you have to do like the whole buttons to get in the queue to ask a question so if you drop out you're then starting yeah. again to get back in it just doesn't you know i knew as soon as it dropped out the first time i was like oh well, that's me done um yeah. but i was going to say what you know what are the actual reasons that you ended up getting rid of velveteen dream like you know because you obviously mm-hmm. you had a lot of t- a lot of time to think about it between yeah. allegations to now i ha- i would imagine they just got to the point where they were like his name's too muddy. That's what I think. They yeah. thought pe- people aren't getting over this like we hoped they would. Um, yeah. And he's got to go. That's essentially what I think. But mm. I would have liked to have heard from him. And I also mm. kind of wanted to ask a little bit what Dave did ask or said, um, <laughs> where, you know, like, and Dave was kind of alluding to it, that people were good in NXT and then they yeah. go to the main roster and it doesn't work out. So it's like, yeah. okay, I actually thought Triple H's analogy of the NFL, although it's not perfect, it it does have a resemblance, right? You come as a hot prospect from college, that'd be NXT. You get to the NFL, you're a high draft pick, but then the team doesn't use you right. You're not a great fit or it's, some of it's down to you. There's a multitude of reasons yeah. that obviously extend beyond that. 
But that kind of actually does make a bit of sense. And I think in that, Triple H was basically saying, like, we do our bit, but then yeah. what happens after? And I really wanted to ask him, like, how painful is it as someone who moulds some of these talents? If I'm Triple H and I'm watching Alex to, Alistair Black go, I'm thinking, what went wrong? I did my bit. Prediction. I don't know. Vince sells WWE. Give it, like, five years. Triple H starts his own indie. And it's just going to be, like, NXT. Yeah, he's going to sell all his little guys. He gets full control. Yeah. And he just runs a little indie. He's going to buy PWG. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's basically what NXT is. Um, well, no, I didn't ask that. I'm saying I would have if I didn't drop out of the call. That was It was either that or the Alistair Black question. It depends who had said what. But I fully expected Velveteen Dream to get asked in like the first couple of questions, and it didn't happen. So um, very surprised. But then again, as Steph says, everybody knows the answer that we, we were going to get from him anyway. So... Ah, alas, let's get to the titular news, Steph. Uh, I'm going to let you take this oh, on a no. little bit because it's, <laughs> I, I am a little bit. It's because um, it's AEW relevant, and Mark Henry, of course, was on oral sessions with Renee Paquette. Now, obviously, Mark has made the move over from WWE, and he's now going to be essentially in the big show role, but on Rampage, um, mm -hmm. and he's going to act as a coach to AEW talent. Two. Now, the headline here is Mark Henry criticizes AEW. Um, okay. He, he does in a roundabout way, but it's constructive, Steph. What are you? Yes. What, please relay to the people what he's trying to say. So he's basically said that he thinks that there's too much repetition. So kind of like watch what's happening before with the dives and like the super kicks. Uh, but repetition is his own personal pet peeve. Um, so he feels like he said, you're not watching the product. If you go and do something, someone and someone else did the same thing. I love the Bucks doing super kicks. Why are there three matches on the card where someone does a super kick before them? If that was me. I'd be upset about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's that's kind of not the criticism I would make. I don't kind of, I don't mind if lots of people do super kicks. Um, I think it's like it's an odd criticism coming from Mark Henry's. I don't want to sound like I'm being anti Mark Henry, but like quite a limited wrestler. And now, like, you have these young guys that have like such a repertoire that you are going to see some repetition in their matches when you have like you know a young bucks match and then you have like. People like Darby Allen and I don't know why and Hello's in my head, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so I think I would more say that when it comes to storyline stuff, where I'd have a problem with repetition rather than in match stuff. So yes, yeah, I think that's more. Yeah. I think it's more like why are um, you doing angles like with the Nightmare fa Factory, Nightmare Family in the factory when we've got the Inner Circle Pinnacle War going on. Like, why are we having, you know, people turn on each other in the same show? Like, stuff like that more to me makes me feel like they're, they need to look more at what's happening on each show and make sure you're not repeating stuff rather than the match stuff, which doesn't yeah. bother me. I think, uh, <laughs> hang on, uh, John Arias says, doesn't Mark's criticism kind of go hand in hand with Jericho's older criticism of a lack of communication between storylines? It's exactly that, really. Both of them are... You know, they, they, they've had that WWE mentality drilled into them. That's like, yeah, you know, and for, 
to, to a degree, WWE is like, you know, the standard bearer in the business or was. So, like, I understand that. You're there for decades. There's a certain way they do things there. You can understand where they're coming from. And, it, and the criticism in some regards does have merit. You know, if every match, for instance, had super kicks in it, you'd be a bit like, yeah, well, that, you know, that's watered down a bit. But um, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't watched AEW yet and been like, oh, Jesus, this again, you know? So, no, it must be, in, you know, a nitpicky thing for him and he'll know better than us. So, fair enough. I mean, um, he, well, <laughs> he's been there for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> And that's the same thing with what Jericho was saying. I I do get it. Although again, I haven't. I I know the example he used. I can't remember what it was now, but I remember at the time they had two things in the same show that mm. were like similarly built. I understand. Um, but I, you know, I still think for me, AEW. If we're talking fresh, they've only had one rematch in yeah. you know in, in the history of dynamite like week to week um you know they've only done that again so you know uh, if we're talking about not being repetitive <laughs> i mean raw yeah. could, le- could learn a thing or two so i don't know absolutely and you know how much of a fan i am of of aw storytelling and i feel like at least when i watch dynamite uh, every single match i'm like i know the storyline that's going on and I'm somewhat in different degrees of invested into it, but they're always presenting me with something. And it's not just repeat, repeat, repeat mm. every week. It's not just like, I don't know, Darby Allen faces Miro and then the next week they have a rematch. And then the yeah. next week they have another one just in case, you know, it's kind of things are a lot better laid out. That's, that's WWE's idea of a feud though, just a lot of matches yes. rather than, a story that gets you there or even like, yeah. you know, even like, even like a tag, that's what AEW do well as well. They like make it kind of like a warring thing where, okay, well now this person's involved and now it's a tag next week. And then it's kind of ticks mm-hmm. things on nicely. Um, somebody made a good point here and I want to find it. Scott Summers. Uh, every WWE match has a distraction roll up and it is annoying. Oh, I, so I, annoying. I would love to know the last week of WWE television that didn't have a distraction finish. Yeah. Like it and they have multiple a night sometimes. It's yeah. Oh my word. And, and the can so they coexist storyline? Oh, I hate that. I hate the distraction because it's it's so dumb. These wrestlers are so easily distracted. You'd think if you were in an actual fight, like that would be you know, you're zero in it. You know, when you see people in it, like if you saw pe- two people actually brawling in the street and they're like at the point where like their friends can't even get to them to say like, stop. And they're trying to like hold them back because they're so in the zone. In WWE, it's like, they're so easily distracted. Like someone waves at them and they're like, oh my God, oh, I got rolled up. Like, it's so bad. Makes them look so stupid. I'm just, a, I'm just imagining a street fight now and somebody comes along with their boombox and hits the music and someone's like, Oh, uh, oh no, I'm lost. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean it's just it's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is. Like there's way too many, way too many. Um, but alas, there we have it. That's rule for you. Um and, and like I said, the other thing as well is the can they coexist storyline. And it's for some reason it's with, with women. Like the, the obsession of yeah. making someone making someone who's feuding, they have to tag them. To then yeah. oh, keep the feud going, it's my it's mind numbing. I don't. But there you have it. Um, WWE for you.
Hi, I'm DeLon Grant. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. And together we host the podcast, Let Me Fix It. Each week we explore something from the past and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. DeLon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing <laughs> show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now, you could not pay me to go back and relive those days. But thankfully, we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th streaming on Hulu. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Guys, uh, at half past, we're going to start a Q&A with Steph and I, where you can ask anything you like in the live chat, and we will get it cooking. Uh, it can be wrestling-related. It can be, I don't know, weather-related for Steph. I don't know. Whatever you want, <laughs> we, will, uh, we will touch on. So do get in touch with us. Uh, Steph, yes. NXT TakeOver this weekend. There has been... Uh-huh. Some critiques about the the takeover card. Now, I would never be foolish enough to outright be like, "Oh, it's not going to be as good because takeovers are always good." Um, but do you think this one is more underwhelming than most? And if not, I guess what do you expect to be great? Uh, I feel nothing for this takeover card. <laughs> So, yeah, like that's how I feel. Um, Usually there's one or two matches that intrigue me. Uh, I feel absolutely nothing for this TakeOver card. I couldn't even tell you um, what match stands out for me as well. Like it feels so like Sammy, you know, Adam Cole returning. Um, It's nice to see Adam Cole again, but like, okay, well, I guess he's trapped here forever. And then EO as well, like. Mm. you know just kind of move on so i don't feel anything for this takeover card and even with the last one i i was into it um yeah i can't i can't think of anything that really excites me even the championship match yeah i think um i would have preferred if adam cole would come back and got into something else like i yeah the color riley win should have been really significant. Like that should have then catapulted him into the main event picture or the world title spot. And then Adam Cole was kind of left behind, but really what did their, you know, longest match in the world. What, what did, what did that achieve for the winner? They're both in the same spot. What does it matter? Um, yeah. That yeah. that's, I mean, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like 
I'm looking forward to the five way just because I like every single person involved in the match, you know, carrying cross to the least degree. But, you know, Pete Dunham, I'm a huge fan of Kyler Riley, Adam Cole, like you can't Johnny Gargano, I can't lose with these guys. It's gonna be great. It's just you could have done more. You could have had Adam Adam Cole in a feud with somebody else, really make the most of him as your big player. I think he just you know, he's a one on one yeah. guy. Um, um I I'm still think Pete Dunham is the guy. Well, he could end up champion because I'm convinced now that like Cross is leaving, going up. So you bring Adam Cole back to keep him in NXT, move Cross up. I'm not convinced it's going to be a great match just because it is a fatal five way. And I think it could be an absolute cluster um, mm. of stuff, especially no offense to him with Karrion Cross in there. Um, I think the other guys could be pretty solid, but then. Like him being in there doesn't give me that much confidence in it, but I do think Karrion Cross is not long for this NXT world. And uh, you're probably going to see the title on. I mean, it, I, it might give them too much credit to say Pete Dunn because that would be the more interesting thing. Wouldn't surprise me if they just go back to Adam Cole. Oh, I mean, I love Adam Cole, but I, I don't need to see him as champion again. Um, I don't need to I, see him like, in not... NXT ever again. I love Adam Cole, <laughs> but get, get the F out. Like, he needs to go somewhere else. Even if it's smart. We know what you're trying to say, Steph. <laughs> we know. Um, no, I, I think you're I think you're right though when I think about it, because the fatal five way is probably the best excuse. You know, I'm just looking at it from a WWE standpoint to yes. get the title off cross. They don't have to have someone defeat him and take his aura, but normally on the way out. They do do that, Keith Lee, on the way out for Karrion Cross, uh, Matt Riddle for Tim Thatcher, which, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, 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 but this gives them an excuse to not have Cross pinned, and it's a bit like yeah. I, I could see them doing it. I just don't know if you know. I, I don't know where they go and who with. I really don't. I don't think Gargano. There's no logical reason why he would. Um, no. O'Reilly or Dunn are the interesting options, but yeah. you know. And then if Cross does go. Maybe the next chapter of O'Reilly and Cole is for the title, which if O'Reilly comes out on top, I'm okay with. But yeah, they've got yeah. options. But if it's just a if it's just a carry and cross retention to look super strong oh, again, I will be, be like, oh worst. like that is the worst outcome though. Like to set up a five-way, which in my opinion is a pretty ridiculous match. So to set it up just to have Karrion cross retain when the only reason, in my opinion, you would ever do a five-way is to have the champion not get pinned but lose, then to do it just to make him look like this monster that dominates all your you know great NXT guys, that would be so tragic. I mean, the, the, the end of um, NXT on Tuesday, or you know, the, the segment with all five men, before Cole came back, I was like, oh, my God, because Cross had just dominated them all. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm finding it very hard to get excited about yeah. this if Cross is running through everyone. And then Cole came back and kind of made it a bit exciting. But yeah. um, I do – there is that little, I guess, concern in me that it is all about Cross. And he is still – I think – if you said to me, like, you have to put money down on who's going to win on Sunday, it probably will be him. Do you think Triple H likes Karrion Cross? Or do I? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. Um, do you? I mean, did, did, do I you, do, yeah. Did, I, I, I feel like Triple H, maybe I'm giving Triple H too much credit, which is not something I usually do. I feel like he 
doesn't like Carrion Cross and he's been told like, oh, we need Carrion Cross to go through this system to make him our mm. big raw guy. And Triple H just like, oh, but I had this really good technical wrestling indie fed going on here. <laughs> you know, and I've been given this person <laughs> like, why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he'll miss him that he'll miss him uh, less than he would other people if he goes the main roster. I don't think he oh, does. Thou- you know, he won't miss him really. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. It was pretty defensive of him on the call today, right? I can't remember who asked the yeah. question, but somebody basically said about, you know, critiques of him and he was pretty fierce in his defense of Cross yeah. saying, you know, that what he brings to the table and everyone's different, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to go into it again. I've made it clear my feelings on Carrion Cross. I don't think he's bad or anything. I'm just, I just don't, I just don't dig the presentation at all. I like don't the whole he's dig the presentation. The whole he's on, like you know, un unbeatable Carrion Cross is not for me. Um, no. There you have it, uh, guys. Remember, three minute warning here. See what I did there, Steph. Uh, three minute warning till half past to give us the Q and A um, to start getting your questions in at the half past mark, and we will get off to the it, races there. Before then, Steph, it's a Q and A, not HLA. <laughs> no, I mean, unless you've got a trick up your sleeve, Steph. Uh, no. Sorry, you made the three minute warning. You started it. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I mean, sure. Now you've got me all bishop, bishoffy. Um, <laughs> David Evans has given us an ultra chat. He says, hi, Alex and Steph. Hi, David. Not wrestling related. Okay. Uh, but Alex, with, with Euro 2020 kicking off tomorrow, what will happen next Friday and the following Tuesday when England play at 8 p.m.? Will be you? Will you be on the show those nights, or will you get someone to cover for you, David? That's a very good question. Um, I I haven't confirmed this of anyone, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I will not be doing the show if England are playing. Um, sorry, oh Steph. I, wow. I know. Um, there's not much more I care about in the sporting world than England in the major tournament, and that's been very painful to me down the years. But um, we're not doing the show tomorrow um because we're kind of re i don't know what the word is not revamping but we we've we're getting a new slew of of co-hosts in on the friday right we're gonna like line up our guests so people are gonna know in advance who we're having on the show so it's not it's not gonna be just week of anymore where we say okay this person's on there's gonna be like um a schedule you guys are going to know who's coming up. We're going to get stuff sorted out and there's going to be pre-stuff. It was a whole thing we discussed this week. So tomorrow there is no wrestling daily, but in terms of the what is going to be moving forward, hopefully there's going to be some synergy with who's on Quizzlemania may make the move over to also be with us on the Friday. And there's going to be some other like YouTube influencers. Hope, you know, Adam Blompier is a, I've extended the invite. He needs to get back to me on that one. He's giving me the Triple H, AJ Styles treatment. Um, but we are basically, you know, recalibrating, I don't know the word, how we're going to do the guest hosts on a Friday. I hadn't actually thought about England playing at 8pm until you just said this. Um, so it's something I'll have to think about. I might even move the time of the show. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. 
Well, guess who's not watching England? <laughs> Steph, listen, I'll give you the extra work if you want it. You can have it. What days are they playing? Uh, next Friday. No, not next Friday. They play They play this Sunday. Yeah, I think then wow. it is... Then it is Friday and then Tuesday. Did I just make all of that up? I don't know. Anyway, it's Croatia this Sunday. That much I do know. Um, We Irish didn't make it, Steph. No. Wouldn't be watching anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could still at least give token. Come on, the boys. I can't even do that. I can't can't even do that. Uh, What we got here? Who just said I hate football? I saw it in the chat. I saw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably was. Um, I can't believe no one lets on to HLA on Q&A nights, Steph. You've done really well. Um, they don't They don't know. They don't know. Adam hates football. Wow, Adam Pearson? Wow. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's actually a very good idea. Forgotten Wonders Rubex. The anonymous <laughs> wrestling daily guest host. Yeah, that would be great. Because uh, it worked out so well. For WWE. Um, the, the first question in the Q&A, we're off to the races, guys. Get your questions in. Uh, Zakir Hussein says, question, what would your ideal dream SummerSlam card? Um, I mean, are we, are we doing a full card here? I think we should just do, like, you know, some matches. I've said, this on, I've said this on Twitter. I think you have to run it back between Sasha and Bianca. You have to run it back. But I wouldn't be opposed to Bailey being involved in there as well. Um, little triple threat, make it a bit different. But I also think there's magic in Bianca and Sasha alone. So not sure. Um, I think Cena and Reigns is pretty much done and I'm okay with it. Rollins and Edge would definitely be where I go to next, just because the story is there. Um, Lesnar and Lashley, like if you have Brock Lesnar. You have to give them to Bro- to Bobby Lashley right now. You have to. Like, it, it, it's the match that everyone's spoken about for years for a multitude of reasons. I'm not going to go over it again, but the whole MMA aspect, the build of the two, the freak athletes that they are, there's literally hardly anyone like them on earth. They're both in the same company at the same time, shape of their lives. Um, I, legitimate backgrounds and, and all of that great stuff. But more importantly than all of that, Lashley has never been more fitting to be an opponent for Lesnar than he is now. If it happened before, Steph, we would have been a bit like, yeah. hey, you know, Lesnar, Lesnar will run through him. This is the first time where it's like, wow, Lashley's actually been presented in a way where Lesnar-Lashley feels like a big-time matchup. So I think those four have to be locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really struggling to think of anything else. I do like all your ideas. I'm really down for Cena reigns. I know... Some people aren't, and they're like, we've seen this. We haven't seen this. It's a new Roman. We haven't seen this. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's really cool. I think Lesnar and Lashley absolutely think it's a big deal for Lashley, and I think he deserves that a lot. I would put Bailey in there with Sasha and Bianca um, just because I think she really has something to add with it, add to it. It'd be good to see her interacting with Bianca more. Um, I think it'll make the match more interesting than just another rematch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we're probably going to get Mysterio's Usos, I would assume, mm-hmm. at some point, perhaps. Um, you know, that'll probably be an extension of what we're going to get of Roman and Ray at Hell in a Cell. Um, Drew. Uh, Drew. That's a very good question. What does Drew do after Lashley? Wow. Yeah. Because Drew's, Drew's got history with Lesnar as well, which would make sense. But I want Lashley yeah. to just have Lesnar before you get to that. 
Um, Jay I mean, Sheamus. him and Sheamus. I was just about to say, yeah. you either, you, you know, you, you run it back with them or mm-hmm. they they become the tag team they kind of tease doing. You know, that's yeah. a way to keep him out. Because you do need to keep Drew away from that picture for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that could be a good idea. Uh, I think it's probably going to be Rhea and Charlotte. And I know the story is not going great at the moment, but a big yeah. win for Rhea against Charlotte one-on-one with like no bells and whistles would be very big for her, I still think. Mm-hmm. So that could that could be one thing. Uh, I mean, Sheamus is the US champ right now, actually. So thinking about it, not sure how how that yeah. goes. And uh, Apollo's still intercontinental. I'm not sure how that works out. Big E's off TV at the moment. Don't think they should run that back again. They had a lot of matches, even though I love Big E. Um, Sami Zayn and Owens. It'll be Carrion Cross and Drew. That, that actually would Two be Two big good. guys. Mm. Yeah. I, I do think um, that they're still going somewhere with Sami Zayn and Kevin. And I do still want them to be a tag team at some point. I don't think it's going to happen in yeah. the near future. Like, I think if they didn't win the tag belts in their WWE run, that'd be a shame. It would be a yeah. shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, they're still doing something with those two. So hopefully they get maybe the proper build and match at SummerSlam that they should have got at WrestleMania because they had a short build then sprint, which was still very good, by the way. Mm-hmm. But... It was more like, oh, we've got nothing else for you two to do. Here you go. I'd rather they actually get a proper thing. So let's see how that works out. They'll, they'll probably end up just doing a multi-man with them two in it for the IC title. I don't know. Um, Adam Pearson says, which wrestler would you most like to make you a sandwich and why? I've actually got an answer for this. Go. Have you seen Baron Corbin cook? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think... That man would make me a killer sandwich. He is amazing. He is amazing with with, uh, steaks and beef and, you know, not one for the vegans for sure, but um, Baron Corbin on the grill is great. He can make me a sandwich anytime. There you go. What about you, Steph? Um, Finn Balor, because he's um, Irish. He's from Bray, and I think he would make a nice sandwich with actually good ham in it. Ooh, I'm a. This is this is so strange. Ham. I'm a big ham. I'm a big ham guy, right? Yeah. And you're right. You're right. Irish ham's great. Um, Irish ham. I'm extremely particular about my ham. Like my missus gets like anxiety <laughs> because she'll come back from the she'll come back from the supermarket. And I'll, I'll I'll look it over and I'll be like, "What the hell is this? What the hell is this?" Um, but so, she's got to the point where she's really good at it now. She knows exactly what I like. But I'm particular. Damn it! Don't come back with budget ham. Um, <laughs> Ishak says question do you think Brock Lesnar should have a storyline with Bobby Lashley or with Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman there's room for both right yeah right now yes. Bobby Bobby first yeah 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 you can get to you know if he beats Bobby which I I, I presume he would yeah then that makes survive that makes survivor series a lock right you got your two champs Paul Heyman in the middle I think we laid out the entire way they could do this last week, getting, you know, we did. Brock, eventually the Brock and Roman. So, yeah, but give him Bobby first. Go back and watch last week's show, and Steph will lay it out <laughs> for you wonderfully. Um, Miro J says, question, will Miro kill Evil Uno on this week's yes! Dynamite? I mean, it's possible. Of course. Of course, Miro J. Miro will crush Evil Uno. And I love Evil Uno, but... Miro's crushing 
Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, what's your favorite SummerSlam event or match? Ooh, uh, uh, man. Can I go first? One. Can I go first? Yeah. SummerSlam 1998 is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. So that's my favorite SummerSlam event. Highway to Hell. Uh, yeah, Highway to Hell. And my favorite match is the Rock versus Triple H ladder match. So easy. SummerSlam that's a great shout. That yeah. is a great shout. I'll give you that. Um, I also think Michaels and Triple H in 02 is a shout. Um, yeah. That's a great match. Uh, that's that, that's my probably favorite event, 02. I think they had, is it Angle Mysterio as well? Like there was just loads of great stuff on that show. Um, do you know what? I was at SummerSlam 17, I think. The mm. main event of Strowman, Reigns, Lesnar, and Joe was really, really good. Like, really good. That show wasn't amazing, but that main event was so good. Uh, the, the best use of all four of them I've seen in a long time. Um, very, very good. Um, Hector Rodriguez says, to bring Punk back <laughs> to WWE, what would Vince have to do? Jesus Christ, that's a layered question. Um, you know I think what, nothing Steph, like, is punk. Yeah, that well, there you go. That's the short answer. I don't know if yeah. there's anything he could actually do. Um, from studying CM Punk answers over in this question for the past couple of years, you think one thing and then it changes. At one point, I was convinced yeah. that I was like, well, he wants WWE over AEW. I, I, I really believe that. I thought he's holding out. He still wants that big mania main event that he always wanted. And if WWE could come up with the money and the plan to get him to the main main event mm -hmm. and Vince is willing to kiss and make up, there you go. It could happen. You get Triple H and Stephanie McMahon giving like the stock answers of, yeah, well, you know, we're open for discussions. What yeah. Punk has consistently said is they have to come to him. They have to give yeah. the idea to him. And I am not yeah. convinced anyone in WWE wants to do that at all. Uh, as much as it makes sense to the rest of us, like, wow, you know, CM Punk with this guy or CM Punk here would be great. I just, I'm not sure that WWE feel the same. And Punk's not motivated enough to go looking for it either, right? So it's a difficult one. Um, and, and then on top of that, Steph, you've got AEW, who have openly Ooh. said, you know, Cody, Cody's even spoken about this with me. They've had the negotiations with Punk and he wants a lot of money because obviously he knows his worth. And again, that's kind of indicative. Yeah, you're willing to pay it if he really wants to do it. Does he really yeah. want to do it? There's so many facets to this CM Punk equation that I think a yeah. lot of people have to take into consideration. I also think, though, that this period in life right now is the the like most i've thought that punk may return to wrestling in some form i think that he finds it easier to talk about now i i certainly find that when i interviewed him a couple of months ago like we even had mm -hmm. a little bit of a laugh about him being asked wrestling questions and he was so sweet about it and also he's done the show heels which actually put him back in a wrestling ring and he's going to be yeah. a character in that. And I think the experience for him of that, of being back in a wrestling ring, was a very positive one. And I think he's kind of more open to things now than he would have been before. But I don't think he'll ever go back to WWE. I think he could do AEW, but like a limited contract 
um, where he appears, or I think he could do something more out there, like a New Japan match or something like that. But I think now hmm. it's this is like the best place he's been in with wrestling since he quit wrestling. Yeah, like you, like you know, you'll never get full time CM Punk again. That's never gonna no. happen. You, you might get a program. You know, he might come in and do a little bit, or he might have a, a one off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could see that in AW. You know, there are if you search Google, there are screen caps of Tony Khan talking on forums back in the day, and <laughs> CM Punk is like his favorite wrestler, right? CM Punk is his yeah. guy in the in the Ring of Honor days. Um, I don't think Tony's made any secret about that he'd love to have CM Punk. So if that situation mm-hmm. would would arise, I don't doubt that he would do it. Um, it's just a case of the stars aligning because Tony books his show so well. It's always if he's left a slot open, go, well, CM Punk might say yes, right? So um, yeah. we'd have to see how that plays out. But WWE, again, like if that, that what I said earlier doesn't sound inconceivable, but I, I don't see it happening either. I don't see Vince and whoever sitting down and going, Yeah, we want CM Punk for the main event of WrestleMania. I don't see that. They would be, they would far more, rightly or wrongly, look at who they've got, their guys, and they'd go, Yeah, you know, we're good, we're good, we're doing fine. It's going to be great like mm-hmm. this. I, there's just a lot of things that would have to happen. And the first of all would probably be WWE coming to CM Punk and uh, offering an olive branch is one thing. Yeah. But you know, uh, borderline groveling. I, I don't see yeah. it. I just don't see it. I would love yeah. to see it. I'd love to talk myself into it, but I just, I can't, I really can't. Um, mm-hmm. AEW is most likely. I'll say that. Um, question. If you have WWE raw creative control right now, what changes <laughs> would you make? Everything on raw, everything, especially what's happening to Sheena. Uh, just, wow. it's a terrible show right now that ending was abysmal that they would do that to her what a waste of talent athleticism legit fighting skill disgusting so I'd change everything everything about that show is bad sorry <laughs> every <laughs> single thing terrible um, I must say um with Steph, like you know, I, I, maybe I'm not as harsh as that, but I, I, Raw is not a good show. There's there's a lot of talent on there that I like. A lot of the wrestling is fine. The stories are bad, like really bad. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember the, the no. last story on Raw. Bad. I can't remember the last story on Raw that I legitimately was like, you know, captured by. Um, whereas yeah. SmackDown's had a fair few over the past few months. Be it, yeah, you know, Biggie and Apollo. I was into the Tribal Chief, obviously. Banks and Bailey was amazing when it was going on. Um, like they over the last sort of six to eight months, I feel like SmackDown's always had a hot story keeping it going, or Definitely. you know, um, whereas Raw over and over the three hours, I just ah, you know, if you ask me creative control, uh, the first thing I would do that I always loved about my favorite time in wrestling is like, like everyone had a story, you don't yeah. need to just have um. You know, rematch after rematch, that bothers me. 
I think stables are like a dead art in WWE that AEW have actually mastered pretty well. And that is a yeah. way, and this was the thing in the Attitude Era when there was a lot of stables as well. It's a way to get to more matches and further stories. Things can happen outside of the ring, uh, you know, like in terms of video packages and whatnot. I feel like WWE have got really lazy with like, well, you know, this feud's going on. Uh, what's going to happen this week? They're going to interfere in their match and there's going to be a distraction. Oh, is there? Okay. like, And they just keep doing that and that or or they make them the tag team that can't coexist. It's just very linear. Yeah. I hate, I hate to just sit here and shit on Raw, but at the same time, there's a lot of it talent I love it. on that. Yeah, there's a lot of talent I love on that roster, and I feel sorry for them because they haven't been um, put in a position to succeed. And I also think, like, God help that women's division because with Alexa doing this female fiend character, she will run over that women's division. And, yeah, the fiend kind of did it with the men, but there are enough men, enough guys' storylines, enough guys' titles for that to be, like, a little side thing. They're going to destroy that women's division completely. And they start it with their legit fighter. And God help everyone in that women's division. Because if this goes ahead with Alexa doing a female fiend, Rhea Ripley will be next. And they'll destroy her too. It's bad. And like, I, oh, I free, it's like I, oh, go on. It's just like you, ha- you have a women's revolution and you pretend like you're so doing these great things for women. And like this is what you're putting your women's division through now. The women's division that you've totally like decimated anyway. It's so bad. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, how how and I, and I get it that they, they see Alexa as valuable, and you know she is. It's just the character and the story it's, stinks. She I is, think she's. I said this on Twitter. This character. I think, yeah, I, I I think she has done amazingly well to perform what they're asking her to do, but the story around it is awful. So awesome. what can you do? Um, you know, if you've got that roster, how are you not doing like a story with Shayna and Asuka? How are you not like yeah. letting them do their own thing and having these great matches and, you know, and then you've got Asuka and Rhea, let that story develop. And Naomi's kind of just, <sighs> there's a lot you could be doing that. I just feel like for some reason in WWE with women's storylines, they center around titles and nothing else. Um, but there yeah. you go. Yeah. It Shaq also says, which WWE legend do you think will go to AEW? Uh, maybe Kurt Angle, someone like that. I could see. Yeah, I could see a Kurt Angle. I think we're a bit full up right now <laughs> with legends, yeah. but I could see a Kurt Angle or Bret Hart doing more. I know he like presented the title, but something like that. It's funny you say that, Steph. Forgotten uh, Wonders Ubek says, question for Steph, can you do Bret Hart's pose? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no. You didn't pay for it, so you can't make her do it either. Um, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Never in my life did I thought I'd think I'd be asked that. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds Jay leaves Roman to join back up with his brother, says Hector? Um, low? I want to see them as a great trio. Not, you know, not like in trios matches, but like people just getting destroyed by Roman uh, and the Usos and the way you could like weave them both into a world title and tag t- title storyline 
and get like some kind of great epic feud going that ends at a big pay-per-view with the Usos also losing their titles. Oh, that'd be so good. Brandon says, where do you see AEW in 10 years? Top of the world. Look at your face. Look at your <laughs> face like that. Top of the world. <laughs> With um, a wonderful Irish woman just really helping them out. You're going to be like the Alicia Atout of AEW. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. I'd, I'd go more like, yeah, or, or Renee, Renee Young when she was, when she was, you know, do a bit of everything. Prime, prime <laughs> Renee, sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I see them going from strength to strength personally. Like, yeah. as long as there, there's nothing, um, yeah, as long as their infrastructure doesn't particularly crack or anything, I don't see any reason mm-hmm. why um, the good times won't continue. I think the upward trajectory yeah. is is great. Um, I've got no... No qualms. I remember a lot of people being like, oh, I don't know how long it'll be around for. And, you know, once the the elite are maybe out of the ring, like, you know, what's that going to look like? Um, I've got no worries. I think AEW is doing really no. good. Um, Philip says, do you think people would cheer Cena in a match versus Reigns after his heel turn on Taiwan? I, I'm sure there are people that care about what he said. I don't think it's going to be the vast majority, though, that would go to a show like, you know, F John Cena... Uh, how? Yeah, I just I don't see it. No, um, John Cena. I mean, Cena's divisive. John Cena. Yeah, he's got to get the same reaction every go. time. But yeah, I do think it'll probably be more fond this comeback, just because people have had a chance to miss him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there's a section yeah. of fans you you see it on on the internet now. There are a section of them that kind of appreciate now that he's gone. Not that not yeah. that they want him to. Yeah, not that I want him to come back. Oh, don't do that. My charge is very delicate. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of Cena and where he goes next, this match makes all the sense for Reigns if that's what he's going to go through, right? Like, yeah, I'm just so bright. Is it? I was going to say, is a helicopter about to land on you? <laughs> no, yeah, it's. My missus wants to get out to the garden. I'm like right by the door. Yeah, so it just goes. Yeah, I'm doing the knots. There you go. Um, uh, anyway, moving along. Question from Asempa, I'm assuming. Uh, question uh, with Chris Jericho's AEW deal almost up. I'm guessing other AEW wrestlers' deals will be coming up as well. Who do you think will be the first AEW name to make the jump to WWE? I think. BB. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, I know. I'm racking my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> BB. Um, yeah, I've said before who I think anyway, will be the first. Who do you think? Uh, I think MJF. And I've gotten heat for saying that. I think MJF will be the first guy to jump. Yeah, I actually, and I don't know whether like I'm just being worked by the comments he said in the interview, but I do think he could be lured if WWE were like, "You're going to be a top guy for us." Um, oh, Britt Baker. I could be wrong, but I do. <laughs> it's Britt Phoebe. Baker. No, I think Britt the other. Baker. No, no, she'll um, never leave. No, she's so I, happy. I, I, I would. 
I would see Adam Cole going that other way rather than Britt yeah. Baker going to join Adam Cole. I would, yeah. I would, I would see Adam Cole joining. You know, he's got vast history of everyone there. Britt Baker loves Tony Khan and um, and Shivani, she's heard like, she loves them. I don't horror stories like she has heard how bad it is over there and how lucky she is. That like, she'll be the last person to jump, but I think MJF. Yeah, no, uh, MJF is a smart shout. Uh, Khalil says, everyone says Roman Rock is at the end game with Roman Cena and Roman Lesnar along the way. But man, if Jacob Fatu showed up, oh, that would be huge. That would. Um, you know, we're talking about MLW's Jacob Fatu, of course. And, you know, he's obviously part of the lineage. I met him at Starcast, actually. Mm. Um, double or nothing weekend. He was there um, with all the guys. And, yeah, I, I mean, I think it'd be a great, part of the story almost you know that would be a great stable where he's like your randy orton and evolution you know what i mean where he's like the young yeah. prodigy and he's learning under roman who'd be like the yeah. triple h equivalent i guess i i think that would be cool i don't know if like the end game would be jacob fatu roman at wrestlemania you know that's got to be rock roman has to be nothing bigger than that yeah, I agree. He'd be a really great addition, but he's certainly not any kind of end game. I think an end game needs to be The Rock or someone they bring in that everyone knows that we're waiting for, not um, an unknown guy. Yeah, absolutely indeed. Who else have we got going on here now? Um, big time, big time, big time chase in the building. That was for the CM Punk reference, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> There's there's a lot of there's a lot of just there's a lot of like what would you do to fix WWE basically there's a lot of that um, Steph what's your favorite pizza topping by by Felicia twenty four G Well I used to go for a half and half so I would get a half pepperoni and a half just uh, ham and cheese like keep it simple um, but yes one... but then like there has to be has to be garlic dips i've literally phoned restaurants when they haven't bought me garlic dips uh so <laughs> the main thing is the garlic dips but yeah pepperoni and ham my missus goes crazy for the garlic dips i get robbed as soon as it comes i don't you know that's <laughs> fine um but I, I said yes because ham is my favorite steph i just have ham and cheese nice. that's my favorite pizza as well nice. so that's there you go pizza. i told you we like we, we yeah, we don't lie to people. We love ham. Um, <laughs> right, what we got? Uh, Greg Cherry with the Louis shout. Oh, wow. Um, what else have we got? <laughs> there's, some, there's some good ones about Britt Baker joining WWE, um, which won't happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't. Unless, again, they, they made someone a big offer to come in and be their number one guy. I just don't, don't see why you would leave AEW money's good less schedule unless you got paid like big wwe bucks they would have to really go yeah. out on a limb um wow keith says okay AEW fancy booking time mjf versus mark henry anyone i'd pass i'd pass big time pass yeah not for me no guys. um <laughs> i must say on on the uh, fancy booking of MJF, Steph, do you have right. a particular person in mind for him? Because I think Jericho was the one for so long, but we haven't had like a 
MJF, Omega. I know that they're both heels, but we haven't had anything like that because he's had obviously mm. Moxley. Who, yeah, I, I mean, if I had to fancy book for me, I think it would be the Wardlow feud. But yeah, you know, I think that I don't think he's ready for Omega. To be honest, I'd put him uh, against Darby and do a really good feud between him and Darby, where I think he can do more of his mic stuff, um, kind of really talk down Darby. And they can have a brutal match um, as well. And I think if Wardlow is still in the equation, that a Wardlow and Sting interaction certainly wouldn't hurt anyone. And it'd be very good. And maybe Wardlow could turn at the end of this feud because MJF being horrible to Sting just breaks his heart. And it turns out Wardlow's a massive little stinger. <laughs> this is a great storyline. Right. I've got to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wardlow's the little stinger. There you go. Yeah. Um, Scott Scott Summers. A uh, two was with AW, wasn't she? Um, she's been with MLW she for did, a while. No, she did like one or two shows with AW, but she wasn't like contracted. So did um Chris Van Vliet, right? I'm yeah. sure I saw that he was elite at some point. I'm sure. Yeah. I did. He was he was on early shows too. Yeah. I remember. Um, Alicia got locked down by MLW though. Um, I can't remember when, but she she's like under contract. Yeah, basically. she is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, MJF Samoa Joe says Paul dead. <laughs> Deary me. You need Samoa Joe first. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be yeah. Cool. Well, that leads me on to this. Greg Cherry Brand says seriously though, who do you think should be the next Joker in the next Casino Battle Royale? Of course, this is a valid question because. By the time the next one comes around, a lot of uh, 90 days release clauses will have expired. Mm -hmm. Well, it's women's, isn't it? So, Heidi Lovelace? It's got to be, isn't it? That's the obvious yeah, one. It has to be. Yeah. What if it was Lana and she came out and she was just, she wiped the floor of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be, that'd be an interesting turn. <laughs> Right, I mean, Jesus, we have reached the climax of the show, just like that. The questions have flown by. Um, I will do one more, if I can find a good one. Let's see what Jim says here. Oh, John, sorry. Do you guys think the drop in ratings for AEW will significantly hurt the product once it's back on Wednesdays? I don't. Steph? Um, I don't think it will significantly hurt, but I do think that last week's Dynamite was um, one of their... Worst shows, uh, which is saying something because their shows are usually great. So saying worst feels like too strong a word, but it definitely was not a good dynamite. And mm. I feel like with the Friday ones so far, it's as if they kind of know they're not getting that live viewership. But at the same time, I don't think they're really booking it to be as good as the Wednesday night ones, which I think is a bad right. idea because so many people are going to be watching it on demand and stuff. And you don't want people to think, well, this isn't worth watching. And then it's going to yes. be, because you ever get when you take a break from it for, from a show for a couple of like episodes and then you end up never going back. That's happened to me many times with Coronation street. Um, and I <laughs> wouldn't want, <laughs> I wouldn't want it to happen to any AW fans. So I hope they like, I hope this Friday's one is really, really good. 
Yeah, I think um, the Wednesday shows, you know, for, I've said this a long time. I think Dynamite was the best show in wrestling with SmackDown kind of yeah. a close second to me for a while. Um, the, the weekend shows, I know they've got Jungle Boy Kenny coming up. That's yeah. kind of what, you know, one of the headliners of their show. Um, I, I just think it's a bad I, it's a bad idea in the first place to move the show. You know, Raw doesn't move. Um, and I know it's different networks and it's not like Tony's choice. This will be the network that says we think it's better here while we've got this and whatnot. I just think it'd be better for everyone if they didn't move the show around. Just take the hit. It wouldn't be that bad, mm-hmm. but people need to know where to find you. The, the whole moving around stuff. Yeah. Uh it's not for me, yeah. but you know, it's alas. not for me. It's way too late on a Friday. Like, it's way too late, and it's very hard then watching it on a Saturday morning. It's sad, and now legit, like, it's hard for me to know what day it is because I spent at least two hours this morning planning my day, thinking it was Wednesday, and then I realized <laughs> it was Thursday. So, and that I blame that on dead. I might not be on. I would exclusively blame that on Dynamite. How dare they? <laughs> um, last last question is, do you think Tommy End is going back to WWE? Um, I don't know if it's imminent. I wouldn't be surprised, though. And he's certainly not burnt his bridges, which is probably telling. You know, he's he's kept himself perfectly on side. And obviously, there's the rumours that Tia might be going back. It would be Selena Vega, um, which I think is twofold. He A, doesn't want to harm her chances at all, so he's not going to say anything too outlandish. And also, um, he, he obviously wants to keep that bridge there. I, If I was him, and I'm not, obviously, but um, I would be really cautious of going back if one of the main complaints of yours was the broken promises. That won't change, Alistair. That won't change. Uh, what do you think, <laughs> Steph? Um. I think that he is going back and I really hope he goes back. If you'd asked me immediately when he got released, what, what, where, where, where would I like to see him? I would have said AEW since hearing him speak endlessly, Tommy, no end to how much he will talk in the past couple of days. Don't want him anywhere near AEW and he can go back to WFUE and sit in his room and keep quiet. And yeah. <laughs> Ah. Oh, Thomas. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on this Thursday edition of Wrestling Daily. I've been Lance McCarthy, of course. That is the lovely and wonderful Steph Chase, who is not done for the week. She has her YouTube show. Steph, tell the people where they can find you, apart from your handle on the top right, which, of course, is for your Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, go go find me on YouTube at Steph, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. And yeah, there will be an AW Weekly, just not sure of the time yet, because not only do I not know what day it is, but the move <laughs> to Friday has ruined me doing a show on Friday, so that now I have to keep scheduling it for different days until we go back to Wednesday. So yeah, I check my Twitter for when the next show is. Remember, guys, no Wrestling Daily tomorrow, but we will be back with the full compliment next week. I will keep you updated on who is doing what as I figure it out. Uh, until then, thank you so much, guys. We'll see you on Tuesday here. I'll be back for my radio show Monday. And you remember, you can catch Steph on YouTube tomorrow. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.